All right. Um, so uh, the other week, Randy was, you know, talking to me, and, and um, he just casually mentioned if I had something, you know, that was a word that I could give. Um, I thought to myself that, that I did recently had something happen, and, uh, and I wanted to share it to you because it's something that's, you know, stayed with me for a while, and, and I pray it stays with me forever. But it's, it's ministered to me, and, um, and I just wanted to tell you about it. It's uh, very scriptural. So um, it's, it's along the lines of going through the motions. Uh, it's along the lines of sometimes you're feeling insignificant, and uh, sometimes you're overwhelmed with life or things like that. Um, and, and it just kind of creeps up on you. You know, I just kind of felt that creeping up on me. Um, you know, different conversations or different situations. Um, it was just there, you know, and I didn't really realize it until the Lord kind of brought it to me, you know, brought it to my attention. So I want to give two examples first, and then I'll, I'll go into, you know, what the Lord showed me. So the, the first example was uh, back in the day when I was playing football. So that was uh, probably right after the, the uh, leather helmets, you know, <laughs> So, but uh, we were we were doing two a days, and Randy knows all about two a days, and, and my boys know all about two a days, and uh, I've told them the story before, but it's really true. Um, we were just uh, everybody was just dragging, you know. They were just you know going through the motions, just walking around, doing what the coach said, but half doing it, you know. And and I just you know at one point I just got really angry, and we lined up, and he said hut, and I just hit the guy, and I hit two of them, and they just flew, and it was like, it was easy, but it was easy because the guys were going through the motions, they weren't ready, and they we were just going through the motions, and, uh, and the other example is um, Evan, when he was at Parkview, um, they had just lost to Catholic, and they had just lost to um, uh, John Curtis, and so the, the, the team was down, and they were just kind of practicing on a Tuesday. It was the hardest practice of the week and everything else. <clears throat> and they were, they were practicing punt returns. And um, Evan was blocking this guy, and this guy was just kind of falling into him you know, a little bit, you know. And Evan goes, no, that's not going to work. So the next time, you know, they, they practice, Evan just hit the guy like you're supposed to hit the guy in a real game, you know. The guy went flying, but he really appreciated that moment because, you know, and, and I think the team appreciated that moment because they had a game, you know, the next week, the next Friday. It was Tuesday, and they absolutely had to be focused on what they were doing. So I, I was kind of feeling that way, but the Lord didn't knock me down. He just, he just brought this to my attention. You know, he brought his, his vision and his knowledge, you know, into my life. He, you know, we all have a vision of God. You know, we're all believers. We all have knowledge of God. We have various aspects of vision and knowledge of God. But, you know, if we realize that when we're going through things that we're going through, uh, to me, it makes it easier. And I'm sure, you know, you could probably relate. It gives you, you know, purpose and uh, meaning and, and things of that nature. So, um, and that was just something I lost. So uh, I just wanted to go over the, you know, two of those biblical things. Um, so the first one, I'd, I'd like to just talk about vision. You know, um, 
So the, I have two definitions of vision. <clears throat> One is something seen in a dream, a manifestation to the senses of something immaterial. And I thought that was interesting because you, you know, you're, you're actually, you know, a vision isn't anything you can touch. It really isn't thing you can really see. You can only see in your mind, but it is touching your your being. It's, you know, it's touching your actions. It's touching you. You know. So it, it, it's a manifestation to the senses, like you know your your eyes or whatever. Uh, but it's immaterial. So I thought that was interesting. And the second one I liked even better. It said the ability to think about or plan the future with imagination or wisdom. And I, and I, I just I need to just scratch out imagination. I would just like to put you know to plan the future with wisdom, because you know the Lord wants to give us wisdom. He wants to impart wisdom. And we use that wisdom to, to, to guide our life, you know, to plan our life. Um, Psalm 119.105, it says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So it's, it's uh, short term and long term. The, the word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path, you know. Um, and then the second one's pretty pertinent here too. Uh, Proverbs 29:18 Proverbs 29:18 Where there is no vision the people perish but he that keepeth the law happy is he So that's pretty cut and dry if there's no vision the people perish right but but the second part of it is uh, you know I thought it was pretty uh, timely you know he that keepeth the law happy is he and you know some people would go, oh, wait, you know, that's, you know, that's being pharisaical or whatever, whatever. But, but as we've learned and as, as the Bible teaches, the law is a, is a taskmaster. The law is good. The law is uh, spiritual. Um, but it's a taskmaster. So, and I guess everybody's lived through this. We've tried to live a good life by following the Ten Commandments and found that we can't. And then we've finally come to the realization and we've heard then we've heard the gospel and the gospel is believe on Jesus, who was perfect, who made the way. And then he lives through us. You know, we, we receive the Holy Spirit. So so, you know, this this proverb in the Old Testament, it's true. Um, you know, the law is going to guide us towards the gospel, you know, like like we've been uh, hearing the old people were saved in the Old Testament, same way as the New Testament. You know, by faith. Um, so the law is, uh, is definitely something that leads us towards that. Um, so the last one, uh, we can maybe turn there. Habakkuk 2, 1 through 4 is another, uh, another verse on vision. That's Habakkuk. I don't know where that is, though, exactly. <laughs> so I'll give you a little time. So Habakkuk 2, 1 through 4. And this is when Habakkuk was uh, given a vision for Judah. And he's talking, like in the first couple of verses, he's talking about um, what he did. And, and uh, he gives some, some insight into that vision. <clears throat> so verse 1 says, and, and this is when he's, he's positioning himself. He's posturing himself to, to you know, get a vision from the Lord. He says, I will stand my watch and set me upon a tower, upon the tower, and I will watch to see what he will say unto me. He's listening. He's seeking. 
and what I shall answer when I'm reproved. So even if he's reproved, he's going to, you know, uh, answer the Lord. But his his attitude, his posture towards God is one of, uh, you know, waiting and seeking and, and believing and, and agreeing. And verse two says, and the Lord answered me and said, write the vision. And I thought that was interesting because, you know, sometimes we write down our prayer requests and then we see the prayers, you know, being answered. So he said to him, write the vision and make it plain upon the tables, upon tables, that he may run that readeth. And that just means the person who uh, sees the vision written down, he's going to run and tell everybody else. That's what that means when, he, when they talk about somebody running. <clears throat> for the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. And this is a good one too, because uh, sometimes we don't think something's going to happen, but he says, though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. And then verse 4 says, Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. So that's, that's Old Testament, and that's pretty uh, cut and dry. You know, he's saying the person who, who's lifted up, um, you know, that's not being upright. It, the, the person who is going to live by faith, he's going to be just. So that's Old Testament, and uh, you got some New Testament uh, you know, verses that say the same thing, Romans 1.17 and Galatians 3.11 and Hebrews 10.38. So uh, it's, you know, the, the Bible is um, definitely given in that message, you know, the just shall live by faith. So, so that uh, kind of covers vision. So I'd want to uh, kind of go into knowledge. Um, and knowledge is, is very similar to vision um, in that it's immaterial. You know, you can't really see it. It's just something we know. Um, but it's not, you know, you can see the words, but the actual physical, you know, knowledge is something we know and we use. Um, and, and I think both uh, vision and knowledge are gained by wisdom. Um, so two definitions of vision. The range of one's information or understanding. That's the first definition of, of knowledge the range of one's information or understanding. And that kind of just highlights to me, um, you know, what's my range of the Bible? You know, how, how much do I study the Bible? You know, that's, that's an easy way to get knowledge. And uh, it just highlights, you know, the need for me to study more, really. And then the second definition is the sum of what is known. That's knowledge, the sum of what is known. So if we, if we think about it, if we have knowledge of God, you know, what, how, how, what's better than that? What's better than knowledge? of We've been studying the attributes of God, and it's been very informative. And it just, it, it sticks with you of our creator and what, you know, what, what he is. And it just edifies our life. It, it helps us understand, you know, where we're at in creation and, somewhat what we're here for, you know, that kind of thing. Um, I, you know, Job, he was, he was certainly a person who the Lord, you know, told the devil that um, he's a righteous man. But at the end of Job, he said, I've heard of God, but now I see God. So even Job, you know, had room to grow in God. He, you know, before and after, he said, I heard of him, but now I see him. So, you know, this. Pretty, pretty uh, 
pretty amazing and, you know, convicting to, to know that we can know God more, really. <clears throat> um, another scripture on, on knowledge is uh, Hosea chapter 4, and I was going to read chapter, uh, verse 1 and 6. So that's Hosea 4, 1 and 6. This is a pretty sobering, uh, sobering verse here. Verse 1 says, Hear the word of the Lord, ye children of Israel. For the Lord hath a controversy with the inhabitants of the land, because there is no truth, no mercy, nor knowledge of God in the land. Sounds pretty familiar. Um, verse 6 says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And so we, we went over destroy, you know, where there is vision, there's no the people perish, and this one's saying, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And here it's, knowledge is more of, they're, they're thrown off restraint, um, and they're, they're, not worried, you know, they're not worried about following God. So it says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, because thou hast rejected knowledge. I will, I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me. Seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. And I thought, that is judgment right there. Um, you know, when we pray for the nation, pray for things, you know, one, one of my prayers is, you know, Lord, please help this nation for the children's sake. You know, they're, they're going through so much ridiculousness with teachings and government and everything else. Save it for them. It's, 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 it's just horrible. But, um, you know, here, if, a, if, if the people are going to, Get rid of God? Well, he's, you know, he has no choice but to say, okay, I'm going to give you what you need kind of thing. Um, <clears throat> well, there's, you know, those are, those are the effects of no knowledge, but pr we can turn to Proverbs 1, 1 through 7, and this is, a, this is a wonderful few verses about the benefits of knowledge. And Proverbs <clears throat> um, are real practical. I love Proverbs, and it just seems to speak to you um, all the time, really. So Proverbs 1, 1 through 7. <clears throat> the Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, the king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, and judgment and equity. That's just so, much, so many blessings there. And, and, and here's, here's the one I love. To give subtlety to the simple. And subtlety means refinement. He's, he's going to take a simple person and he's actually going to give them refinement because they're following the Lord. And, you know, you're actually with your peers or above your peers in, in that respect. I'm not saying that in a bad way, but in a, in a worldly way, you know, if a person's full of faith and they're following the Lord, the Lord's going to protect them. You know, they may go through persecution, but, uh, you know, he may, he may give you wisdom and, and, and witness to the people there through your life because they know you're a Christian and, and, and blessing you. You know, either way, you're going to be covered. But, um, you know, I can vouch for it. You know, I'm, I'm simple, but he, he did, you know, give me subtlety. Um, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. So, so for everybody young, you know, the Lord can give us knowledge and discretion. Discretion is something we all need. Um, is so much untruth around right now. Verse 5, a wise, <clears throat> a wise man will hear 
and will increase learning. A man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsel. To understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise and their dark sayings. And here's verse 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. And certainly here the fear of the Lord is uh, respect and reverence. It's not, you know, cowering, wondering what the Lord's going to do, but it's, it's treating the Lord honestly and, and reverently. So. so that's vision and knowledge. And uh, again, just to highlight, um, you know, those two things are, to me, help me look at life. It helps me look at, you know, what's going on in politics, what's going on in the government, what's going on in education, what the professors are saying, what the media is saying. Um, it, it, it helps me, you know, plan my life for a week, a month, a year, you know, 10 years or whatever. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's very, very valuable. Um, and the Lord wants to give that to everybody. And, and, you, and, and again, I'm going to go back to, you know, my beginning. In those instances where you're feeling insecure, or you're feeling, you know, just down, you just look for that. You know, Lord, I know I have a vision for you and, and your vision and, and your knowledge. And it's just helpful. It just helps, helps, uh, helps us through the day-to-day and then for the long term. So um, we, we do have to be good stewards of our mind in order to kind of cultivate. Now, the Lord can do anything. The Lord witnessed to me when, when I didn't know. And he gave, he gave me warnings and, and thanked the Lord. Finally, I turned, you know. He can, he can do anything he wants. But as believers, I think we need to cultivate our minds because there is a battle for our minds. There's a battle, you know, uh, through advertisement and in all kind of ways, you know, uh, false teaching and everything, but there's a battle for our minds, and if we're, our minds are in the right position, kind of like uh, Habakkuk was, um, we'll be positioned for better vision and better better knowledge. Um, so some hindrance to good vision would be certainly idolatry. Um, you know, uh, it, sports might have been, been one for me or something along those lines, especially when I was young. Uh, but man, that's just going down the tubes. Um, certainly, sexual sin, um, false doctrine—that's that'll that'll throw you off course really bad. Um, and then another one I said, you know, I found here was <clears throat> being a, compa- a companion with uh, bad company. First uh, Corinthians fifteen thirty three says, "Don't be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals." So that's certainly going to change the way. You know, you look. I mean, it, you see, you see people go into college and they, they change, and some of them come back and some of them don't come back. It's it's the people, and, and not to say that you know we we shouldn't associate with anybody, but there's a difference between you know ministry and companionship. You know, the some people will say, well, the Lord, he, you know, they say he he ate with sinners and tax collectors. Well, the only sinners and tax collectors I heard about in the Bible were the sinners and tax collectors that repented. You know, uh, I don't know if the ones that didn't repent, it didn't say anything, the ones were uh, um, Zacchaeus and Mary, that I know of. Um, 
And, and you know, the Lord was, he was ministering to those folks, but he had a purpose to bring them out. And another point with the sinners and the tax collectors, those were the ones that were baptized by John the Baptist. And the religious, they thought they were too good. So, you know, um, I just think that we have to be wise with, with when we minister and uh, when we talk about sinners and tax collectors because, you know, maybe, you know, maybe we should call them ex-sinners and ex-tax collectors, you know, because that's, that's what they, they were. <clears throat> but we certainly don't want to mix with the world uh, too much because, um, what is it, uh, Galatians 6 it says, you know, when you're trying to help a brother out, it says, beware lest you fall. So, um, you know, when we minister, we have to be wise. And when we have companions, we have to be wise. You know, we have to pick our, our companions well. So that would be, those would be, uh, you know, hindrances to vision or knowledge. And then the last one uh, is a real hindrance. It's, it's rebellion. You know, when, when somebody's just going to be resolute and say, I know it's right, but I, I'm not listening. And that's, that's, that's real dangerous. But certainly, um, we, we've probably seen that before. Um, the other thing we probably need to look out for uh, that, that I came across would be false visions. Uh, when people say they heard from God and they, you know, they're looking, they have a different motive, a different, alt, you know, um, a different motive to giving this message. Um, Lamentations 2.14 that one says, Thy prophets have seen vain and foolish things for thee, and they have not discovered thine iniquity. Okay, so they've not discovered their sin to turn away thy captivity, but have seen for thee false burdens and causes of banishment. And Ezekiel 13, 9, that says, And my hand shall be upon the prophets that shall see vanity and that divine lies. They shall not be in the assembly of my people. Neither shall they be written in the writing of the house of Israel. Neither shall they enter into the land of Israel. And ye ye shall know that I am the Lord God. So certainly there were false prophets back then. And we have them now today. We we need to, 1 John 4, 1 says, test the spirits. It says many false prophets have gone out into the world. So we, we need to test the spirits. Um, you know, you have your unclean spirits and your evil spirits and, and all kind of things that are, that are out to get us, you know, that literally, spiritually, but literally, because it, it, the spiritual will affect your life, um, you know, in a real way. So the, the, the other spirit that is totally opposite, all these other spirits, is the Holy Spirit. And that's what we really need. You know, that, that's, that's the key. And uh, we're promised the Holy Spirit. And that, you know, just reading through this and studying this just gave me a better appreciation for the Holy Spirit um, and that word holy. Because, you know, there's none other like that. And um, all the other ones are out to, to, to calm, cause harm. So praise the Lord. Uh, Joel 2, 28 through 29, that's God's promise about pouring out a spirit. He says uh, in verse 28, he says, And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. 
And also on my men servants and my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. So praise the Lord, we had that that promise, and uh, you know those who who want to come to the Lord can certainly do so. Um, I wanted to give another example of a vision. Um, it was when we first moved to Baton Rouge a while back, and um, we didn't really know anybody, and we were commuting back and forth to Metairie, and you know things were tough. You know the job was kind of tough, and you know just turbulent time, that kind of thing, and. You know, we were just trying to get through things, and, uh, you know, it, it, we just needed something. We needed something from the Lord. So Stacy, um, she, she had this, this experience that, that uh, I want to tell you about because it really ministered to me, and I think it ministers to a lot of people, um, you know, with the words that, you know, the Lord gave her. So she, she was taking care of the kids. They were real young. I think Ellie was like, not even one yet. So um, she was going back to Metairie for something, and she was going through McDonald's, and she was looking for a $20 bill that she knew she had in her purse. And she could, she got to the thing, and she couldn't find it, and so she you know, got enough money to pay McDonald's, and she got, oh, man, where that? I know I had a $20 bill in my purse. And so she got home, <clears throat> and she was in the backyard, probably airing dogs or something, I'm not sure, but... Um, she heard the Lord say, walk a straight line. And she went, you know, like, did I just hear that? You know, like, am I, am I going crazy? And, and she heard it again or, or something along those lines, but she did think she was going crazy. But she did. In faith, she walked a straight line. And that was when everything was overgrown. And, um, you know, you, our backyard was just a mess. It was a mess. And she walked a straight line, and she said, and she heard, you know, don't look to the right or to the left, just walk a straight line. And she walked a straight line, and lo and behold, she found that $20 bill in our backyard. And to this day, she doesn't know how it got there. Okay? But that's when, that's when we needed that word. And, you know, when she called me, it was really good because, you know, it just spoke to me. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, it was good stuff, really Words to live by. Words to live by. So, um, and I just want to show you, it lines up with Scripture. Joshua 1.7. It says, uh, Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to the law, which Moses my servant commanded thee, not to turn from the right hand or the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. Pretty cut and dry. Pretty, pretty awesome promise. You know, um, Proverbs four twenty-five through twenty-seven. Y'all want to turn there? Proverbs four twenty-five through twenty-seven. Okay, it's twenty-five starts out. It says, "Let not wait. Let thine eyes look right on, and let thine eyelids look straight before thee." Ponder the path of thy feet. Think about where you're going, what you're doing. And let all thy ways be established. And we know we're going to establish through following the Lord. Turn not to the right hand, nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. So that's another verse that just lines up with with that. Um, You know, let's not be distracted. Let's not uh, get fearful, you know, especially during these times. Let's, you know, look straight on, look to the Lord be ministered to and 
and uh, that's the way to go, you know, as far as, as far as I can see, you know, from the Bible. So, um, again, just to just to recap, um, these these two things uh, through the Word, uh, it's going to give us stability, you know, during these times. Uh, and it's just it's an awesome gift, you know. It's an awesome gift that the Lord gives each and every one of us to to be able to rely on that and to wake up and you know what you wake up and you'll say oh you know I'm, I'm feeling bad now I'm not feeling bad I got a vision I got knowledge of the Lord you know I just I have a purpose you know it just um, but you know through through the weeks I've, I've found I'm just scratching the surface too you know um, I still have pride to deal with or lack of faith um, shallowness and um, ignorance I guess or, or nonchalantness maybe would be a better word so, you know, I certainly um, have a way to go, but I'm, I'm glad I at least know that I have a problem with it, you know. Um, so I wanted to kind of close with uh, the Lord's direction for us, um, his, his vision statement, I guess. Uh, one that I kind of always remember. It's Matthew 7, 24 through 27. And that's a, that's a good verse, very... Very good one to build your life on. So verse 24 says, Therefore, whosoever hears these sayings of mine and doeth them, will liken them unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. So, you know, whoever hears his sayings, the law, the Bible, the New Testament, uh, and doeth them, or does them, um, he'll liken him to a wise man which builds his house upon a rock and here comes life and the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell not for it was founded upon a rock upon Jesus and then here's the bad news and everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doth do with them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. So he gives us a choice. He, 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 he spells it out for us. And, you know, we can, we can almost experience both of them. And in his mercy and in his grace, you know, he's ready to take us out of that crashing house and that sinking sand, you know. He's ready to put our feet upon a rock like we, we sang today, you know, out of the miry clay and on a rock. So he's ready. He just he's just ready for folks to to agree with him and turn to him and, and believe. So I just want to encourage us all, you know, to to foster our vision and our knowledge and uh and, and be blessed by it. So maybe.